Hey everyone, welcome to the I Just Teach Here podcast with Jess and Sabria. This is a podcast where you get a little snippet into the lives and thoughts of educators where we don't make the rules, we just teach here. Today is going to be a great day because Sabria, tell us why. Well, we're finally just going to take a break from all the moaning and groaning and complaining, which rightfully so we deserve it, but we're going to take a break from that today. And we're going to make it light and bright for you and share with everyone. Some of our favorite stories that we Wait, you want to know something funny. What talking about funny is that right before this podcast, we said that we weren't going to talk in a dead voice. And she said that whole entire thing <clears throat> in a dead voice. I don't, I'm just so tired. Like my eyes look so tired. I can't, I can't undead my voice. I just can't not today. It'll be next time. I promise. So we wanted to start off with what we thought was a pretty funny story, which is actually right at the very beginning of our career. And that is with I'm our sorry, interviews. Your, wait, your dog is like wild. Wait, I thought we weren't That's going my to little do the smooshy boy. Hi, Bobo. Wait, I thought we weren't going to tell the interviews. Are we? Yeah. Let's just do it. And then if we cut it out, we cut it out. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're going to tell funny stories today. (laughs) Let me tell you why though, Sabria. Look at how my my dog doesn't even want to listen to them. He just turned. I know exactly. I don't want you guys to fall over and just think that teachers complain all the time because we do. However, the moments that we live for in a classroom are aha moments where kids really make it and they make you so proud. They make themselves proud, but you also live for these funny moments because kids are so weird and it's amazing. (laughs) Not subtle at all. (laughs) Just calling them out. Kids are so weird. They really are very, very strange little humans just running around. It's kind of hilarious. But before we start with the strange humans, Let's start with the strange adults. So Jess, bring us back to how many years ago was it now? Eight, nine. Sheesh. And let's go back into that interview room. How are you feeling going in? Okay. So my friend, our friend, oh, the territorial one, right. If you watched from the last um, episode, (laughs) I want to know more about her. (laughs) She's actually my good friend from outside of school. And she was like, I have the perfect position for you. Come into school, just interview. And I was like, okay, I guess so. Cause I didn't have a, I had a different job at that time. Um, and I went in and I didn't even have an interview. She literally was like, Hey, do you think this is my good friend? I think she'd be a really good fit. Can you squeeze her in? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, wait, I I didn't know that you didn't have an interview. No, she like took it on the spot and was like, Hey, do you think like you can squeeze her in? I think she'd be really good. And then at first I was like, Oh my gosh, he's going to say no. And I'm just going to go home. I'm going to feel weird in my heart. Um, but he was like, well, if you can wait until all these are over, I guess we can interview you. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so were you dressed for the occasion? I, I don't, I honestly don't even remember what I was wearing because let me tell you what I was. I was delirious because I was on a five day, um, juice cleanse. What is it called? It's not blue apron, blue blueprint. Okay. Okay. So 
I was on a five-day juice cleanse because we had just come back from, I don't remember where, probably California. And we ate like awful. Like it was bad. Like I was bloated every day. And I was on day three of just juices. I was peeing every 17 seconds. And not only that, my burp smelled like beets and it was just disgusting. Everything was weird. I felt like my sweat, my skin, everything was weird. And I had at that time just brought over my wallet and a little like purse of juice, the next juice that I had to drink. (laughs) And so I went and I was like, okay, I guess I could wait two minutes. And I was like, (laughs) like cross-eyed with my next juice. Like, oh my gosh, I have to pee, but I'm hungry. And whatever. So I went into the interview and they're asking me these questions. God knows what they even asked me because I literally had no idea. All I remember was the principal and the AP at the time, all they were asking me questions like, well, do you know this program? Do you know this program? And I literally was like, no, I don't, but I'm willing to learn if you teach it to me. (laughs) Um, and I don't know how it happened, but as I walked out, they followed me out and offered me the job on the spot. And so I was like, what did you say in that? Can you recall anything that you said in that interview? That was like, this is what got me. No, I I think I could just say thank you blueprint for making me so delirious that whatever the heck came out of my mouth, it was completely from, I don't even know what some sort of delirium. And I was like, blueprint. (laughs) and so all right so I guess this is your room now she was like it's time for you to clean it up and do it I was like oh my gosh I can't believe this and that started my journey here so you weren't even looking for a new job the new job found you I actually yep this new job found me I was like I was kind of like a TA like a teaching assistant like in the waiting for a teaching position. Um, But I was fine where I was because I knew eventually it would come. But it was like, hey, if you want a really good school with a really good position, it's let's try it out. And so I was like, okay. Um, So why were you even at the school that day? Were you there for that reason or you were there for Mm -hmm. another reason? Oh, you were. Yeah. So he had called me the day before and was like, they're doing interviews tomorrow. So come in tomorrow, have your resume, everything tomorrow. I was like, okay, that's kind of amazing. That's kind of boss of her. It totally was. I was like, oh my gosh, clearly had no faith in any of the applicants, even though she had no idea who they were. It's like, I believe in you. Okay. Tell us about your interview experience then. I, I too feel like I just blacked out in my interview. So I went in, they talked a lot about, uh, uh, what are those called? Like what is that? Teaching like, models? Yes. They talked all about teaching models, which I had no idea. I was just like, oh yeah, definitely mm-hmm. familiar. I took the complete opposite route of you. I just like straight up lied. <laughs> and I was like, I was writing it down. Everything. I was, like, I was like, I'll look it up after. Not a big deal. And I'm like, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Co-teaching. Absolutely. Uh, ICT. Definitely. I know what that is. I had no idea about any of it. I'm like fresh out of grad school for speech therapy. I had no idea about anything within the schools. They also started talking about paras and they, and again, no clue, no clue. They're like, you're going to like, what is a para? They're like, you're going to utilize paras in your room. And I'm like, is that like a program? Is that a computer program that I'm working with? I don't know. 
I was like, oh, great. Definitely Paris. Mm -hmm. Yep. I wrote that down. I, I remember looking it up in the car. I, I, I couldn't even tell you about my interview, really. They asked me a lot of questions. And so how I diverted, like I kind of changed course to the questions to show them how much I knew, but not necessarily about what I knew that would help a school. I just kind of shot out all these grad school terms at them and they seemed very impressed with that. And they accepted. Like, I, I don't know what that is either. I feel okay. like I spent cool. a majority of my interview talking about feeding. When would what? I do feeding? In the- yeah. Because we talked a lot about autism and I had just like, again, fresh out of grad school, I have all these terms that I could throw around. And so I'm talking about sensory things and feeding and they were super interested in it. Um, because at the time we were about to get a new program for children with autism. So they didn't know anything about autism. Um, so they were kind of shocked to know that feeding and sensory things were a part of that and a part of therapy. Um, so I think that that's what reeled them in. Meanwhile, they have no idea that that's actually, and I had no idea that we're not even allowed to really do feeding at school. (laughs) I had no idea, but it was, it seemed very impressive to them. And they too, before I even made it home, they called me, um, to offer me the position, but I went out of that interview. Like, I don't know if I got it. I don't know what I said. I have no idea. So. I just actually remembered one thing that I did say in my interview. Okay. He, the AP said, um, so I noticed that you are a teaching assistant. I was just wondering like why you don't have an actual teaching position, like basically alluding to like, why are you only a teaching assistant for two years? Mm-hmm. And I said, I was waiting for my time to shine. Hopefully no, that's here. Didn't. And I was like, <laughs> Clearly I, I like it. I was confident in there. You were deliriousness in there. made me confident. Yeah. So yeah, was- I felt, i I felt very confident in there too, which is shocking a bit being fresh out of grad school. There's no confidence kind of left in you. I feel like after speech grad school, you're just kind of like survived, survived. I survived. Um, but yeah, I think like blacking out before your interview is probably the best way to go. So either yeah. be a juice cleanse via spontaneous anxiety attack and blackout. I mean, it'll all work out. I mean, like, don't drink before you interview, please. I didn't didn't do that. But if you want to juice cleanse yourself, (laughs) knock yourself out, apparently the confidence will come. (laughs) So that, that was our interviews. Not, not at all as glorious as you would think they would be. No, it was a weird experience. I'm sure if we were to rewatch it, I feel like we'd be mortified. Like we'd be like, I'm mortified. Like, you know, like when you have those thoughts and you're like, I don't even want to think about it. Like I kind of, I was like, Ooh, Ooh. And I was like, good. I hope he doesn't remember anything. So, so today we're going to get started on some stories from our many, many combined 20 upwards years of teaching experience in schools we're going to try and share stories that we have, we share together. So that way we can both kind of comment on it. Obviously we'll have some things that are a bit different. So Jess, what is the first story we are going to start with? The first story we're going to start with is probably one of my favorite stories that I like to tell because it doesn't really have to do with me at all and has everything to do with Sabria. And let me set the stage for you first is that um, Sabria and I both have, we both at that time had a desk in the back of the room 
and her desk was always facing the wall and my desk was facing the wall. So we were both like facing the wall. But that year we decided to switch it up a bit and she decided to face me and I was facing her. So a lot of times when I sat at the desk, she was having her sessions and I would be like, Hey, like kind of making faces at her. So that actually made things even better because I just like felt regret and her death, like going through her eyes <laughs> during this um, thing. So we you had a hear student. my emotions. Yes. You can hear her regret. So, um, <laughs> we had a student that was just, how do you even explain him? He beautiful. He was a beautiful child, beautiful child that just can only tell honest truths about things. Whatever is going on in his mind, it is going to come out of his mouth like diarrhea. Like it just, it just comes on out. So Sabria was eating her lunch and she was eating chicken breast. And he asks her, "Uh, what are you eating? And she said, oh, I'm eating chicken breast. And at that moment, I looked up, I looked at her face, it went pale. And she was like, oh, dear God. Oh, dear God, please, please don't. Oh, I hope that he didn't hear that. And you could see the regret on her face already. And it was silent in hopes that, you know, no one heard anything. And two seconds later, you go, you hear breast. And Sabria goes, yeah, you know, like, um, like the chest, the chest area of the chicken. And he goes, yeah, but I thought breast were those two puffy things on women. And I was sitting there losing it. Like I had to stick my face behind the computer because I was like silent, dead laughing with like a slight wheeze, you know, and Sabria's trying to hold it together, not to laugh in front of him because he's going to be like, what chicken brat, you know? And so she's like, yes, that also, yep. There's also that. Um, but yes, let's continue on with this session. And she, I don't, I don't know if you recovered. He didn't want to continue on. Nope. He was like, but I still have a question. And I'm like, and then like the rest of the year, mom, those questions go to mom, not Miss Santos. And then the rest, but then the rest of the year, like mother's day cards, (sighs) there were pictures of her mother's of her mother, of her, of his mom. And it would have like two big circles right on the chests. And then he would be like, breasts. And you're like, oh my gosh. What grade is this? I can't even remember, like second or third. I think they were third. Uh, that was good. That was, you know, because, and sometimes we don't. I feel like I I held it together as best that I as best as I could. Really I really did. did. And then like I got serious, and <laughs> because I wasn't gonna lose it, so I had to like overcompensate, and I was just like, those questions go to mom, okay? <laughs> and, and I have just tears like, rolling okay. down my face. <laughs> it's such a touchy thing when you're talking about your body. If it's not like something that we explicitly plan for, because we do, we like to check with the parents to make sure that they're okay with certain topics or that we know that we're going to discuss certain topics so they can kind of cover it at home. But it was so, I mean, how do you even explain it? Like, Hey, so by the way, uh, we happened to talk about my lunch. I was having a chicken breast. 
he may want to know more questions about breasts he may want to know more so I'm just letting you know it's just like that's the thing I feel like we're almost like too not too open but we are we're very open with our parents so that one she didn't have a phone she didn't have like a she didn't she She had to call her you had to (laughs) you had to call her regretfully you had to call her so those fun times it was that was that was a good one because you know having kids he was a super inquisitive kid and we get a lot of those so it's always like how it they are but also it's kind of like you have to be respectful also of how and when parents want to address certain things so that one sorry that one she might have had to address earlier than she anticipated because of my lunch why don't we get into the next story why don't we get into that so Jess had a So Jess, you were, were you reviewing money? Was that like the thing you were doing or were we doing that in social skills? We were talking about. Well, the thing is like in my class, I have a reward system where they get money, they earn money. And then at the end of the week, they can buy things in my fake store with that fake money. Mm -hmm. However. So it almost worked too well, right? They were just living in that in that world of money and exchanging and buying things that they wanted. And so one of our beautiful students thought that he would go ahead and generalize this beautiful skill that he has into the outside world and that it would work for him. So what he did was he took, how much money did he take from his wallet? $1.25. It was $1.25. He took it on down to lunch with all the confidence that a boy does when he has money for his ice cream after lunch. And he went on down, he got his ice cream and he paid for that ice cream with monopoly money. Who contacted you? Was it this Ro? (laughs) No, Ro took a picture of it and and said, look what our boy tried to pay for his ice cream with. And I was like, oh my God. How do you he actually confident he confidently took down his wallet and took out the money out of his wallet because I was trying we were trying to do like you a little life created skillset. this real life I experience I, it was too, almost too real too real I really should have made it clear that the, the money is actually fake but clearly I didn't make that very clear to these kids <laughs> at least it was an in-school what experience was, what was that discussion with him like when you had to break it to him like buddy this isn't real money. How do you Well, react? I think the worst part was that um the lunch lady felt bad and actually gave him the ice cream. So I think that you know that didn't like click with him until we got back to the room and we had to start showing him like this is the real money, this is the not real money. So what you're using is actually you can't actually pay for anything. And he was See, like, Whoa. it's those well-meaning adults <laughs> who kind of also mess up the situation a little bit like she meant so well but he genuinely then didn't learn that you can't just take this fake money out into the world and pay for things poor guy the disappointment because he probably had no real money huh (laughs) but let's also talk about one of my other favorite moments that you hate talking about because I just am obsessed with it um, we had a student that 
well, mind you, remember that at this time, Sabrina and I were living, we we're teaching in the same area. And, you know, sometimes Sabrina can get a little, you know, stern with the kids and she's not yelling, but she's. No, I have a very stern, stern voice. voice that they know when the stern voice comes on. I mean, business, but with this particular student, go ahead. And I had a student that, you know, he doesn't like to be yelled at. He doesn't like to be wrong about things. And when he is, he pretends to put on handcuffs and he says he is in jail. He's like, I'm in jail. And so he would never listen to my lessons when Miss Santos is in a session because he would be perseverating over her sessions. And if she spoke in a stern voice, he would start yelling at Miss Santos from the other side of the wall and be like, oh, Miss Santos, you're putting kids in jail and be so mad. And then it just ended it up being like, every- like a volley though. Cause I'd be like, I'm not yelling. I'm I not hear yelling you. And yeah. And then I'm like, they're not in jail. They're right here. So then he started calling Sabrina an allergy dust. He's like, you're just a you're just an allergy dust. And he would pretend to take this allergy gun that he had and he was shooting allergies in the air. And he would be like, pew, 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 allergy dust in the air. Miss Santos, you are an allergy dust. And he was just, it's interesting because he doesn't like when people are stern with him and he doesn't like any of that stuff. But it's, it's almost like a front because he wasn't afraid of me. Mm-mm. at all because he would just constantly just kind of like poke at me all day that he always got my reaction I would always answer every him time. every time like, just ignore him and you're like I can't <laughs> well it's actually to the point where at the end of the year like Sabrina and I made like music videos with our kids yeah. and he was uh, always picked up. So he got to stay a little later than the bus kids. And he would create songs about the FBI coming to get allergy tests. Mm-hmm. And I think I still have it on my computer. I should like pull it up and, and try and find it to play. Dude, Cause it was like, it's the fun. FBI coming to get the pew, 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 allergy dust. It was so good. It was a legit song. Like it had a chorus. It mm-hmm. had like it had a beat behind it. It had Yes, it had a beat. It had everything. It was a legit song. He was very proud of it. He'd want to listen to it very often. He thought it was funny. I gave him a laugh. Speaking of laughs, I have to talk about the drama llama because. Oh my gosh. Was I, this like a, this was like a class initiative you started, yes. right? Because so what was I, our class doing at that time? They would not stop tattletailing on each Ugh. other. Like no matter what I said, what I did, it was just like, oh my gosh, they were just like, oh, they did this. Oh, they did that. And it was like, not just like two or three children. It was like every oh, child. Yeah. And then it's like when one child tattled, the other one had to tattle about the other child. And I was like, everyone needs to stop. So I made this llama and we called it the drama llama. And I taped this paper llama on the wall. And I said, if you have a problem, tell it to the drama llama. And what they did was they had these post-its that they could write their problems and then put it in a basket. And then at the end of the week, like we just kind of read it and laughed about it. But um, I feel like we should have saved some of those. It was probably hilarious. We might have actually, there's a lot of, actually, I think real clean up calls it, but, um, but yeah, some kids understood and they wrote, you know, their problems to the llama, but some kids like, 
And mind you, this was also my fault that I said, tell the llama if you've got a problem, do not tell me unless someone is hurt, dying, something, don't tell me, tell the llama that some of the kids started putting, like bringing a chair up to the llama and started to talk to the llama that little and, thinking girl. and the llama was behind me, like at my desk. So they're like, llama, thank you for listening to me, but I'm just so upset because so-and-so is hurting my feelings and saying this. And then they would turn around and ask me why the llama wasn't talking back. And I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? It's made, paper, bud. made a paper. <laughs> it's made a paper, bud. I need you to use some inferential skills that you've been working on in speech for three years. I, I don't even know how to respond. I was just like, oh, oh. So as successful as the drama llama was, it was very unsuccessful in many other ways. I feel like you always got to listen to the problem though anyway, because they pulled up right next to you because the llama was behind you. The drama llama was a good time. I feel like we had a lot of good material that year. We should have had a podcast that year because the things that they shared. You know, we always say like, I feel like every teacher could be a millionaire, a billionaire, bajillionaire. If we just kept these stories written somewhere and just took note of all of them, because the things that these kids do on a daily basis, you're like, what? (laughs) Um, Remember when one of our students Uh, he didn't want to talk to us anymore and he was done with us. So as he had seen in all of his books and things, he wrote Z's on a dry erase board and he put his head down and he held it up as if it was like a bubble that he had seen in a book so that he, and then we'd call him and he would ignore us. And then we keep calling him and he'd point to the like, don't you see these Z's? This means that I'm sleeping and you can't talk to me is essentially what he did. So we respected the Z's and we just let him rock with it for a while. He was just not feeling having a conversation that Definitely day. I have that picture somewhere. It was it honestly, it's just like such a great thing to see because they really understood and then brought into their real life. Like, Hey, this character just fell asleep and then everybody left him alone. So I'm about to do that. I will say it, that that's the same boy that bought the ice cream with the fake money. So, I mean, clearly he's, he can bring some generalization (laughs) was happening at that time. Uh, just not with money, but with sarcasm and spiciness. Yes. Oh my God. Money skills is a no hard. No for that one. But I mean, hopefully, hopefully he's not walking around in high school or middle school somewhere or college, like with, with monopoly money in his pocket. I I think he learned, hopefully I I pray he did. So, you know what? I think we've had enough stories for this podcast and I think we have to cut it here and share the other half next time. What do you think? I agree, but let's be honest here. We're doing this a week later because your shirt is different, but (laughs) yes, we're doing this afterwards because we realize we have too many stories in one sitting that we need to split it up a little bit. We've got some amazing, funny stories that we're going to continue in the next session. Yes. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.